Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first podcast episode. Again, Chris and Melissa Smith here, and we are the creators of FamilyBrand.com. So excited to be here for our first episode, and thank you for joining us. Just a little about us. I am the youngest of six children. And I'm the oldest of nine, N-I-N-E, nine. (laughs) (laughs) And we were first married. Melissa read this book. It's an awesome book. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's called The Birth Order. And it says that the oldest female... When they marry the youngest child who is male, that they make the perfect marriage match (laughs) because the oldest (laughs) female is used to taking care of people and the youngest is used to being taken care of. So it just really works. And when she first told me that, I thought, yeah, that either the book is a lie or we're like the outlier because that was not the case. Yeah, it wasn't. We'll talk about that later, but we joke with people that we've been married for 15 years and friends for eight. So we definitely have had our our challenges. But so today we have five children, Tate, Tanner, Ivy, Tripp, and Indy, ranging from 13 to three. We just entered teenager land. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's going great so far. Yeah. Tate's awesome. (laughs) We have two dogs, some chickens. We have horses, Um, a garden. We have two mama cows right now in the backyard with two babies. So that's been really fun. And we're about to go on a really fun adventure that Melissa and I have had a vision of what we say, like kind of been a dream for years of ours. Yeah. We never thought it would really happen though. And I'm like, oh, it's actually happening. Yeah. We talk about it like, oh, that'd be awesome. And that is uh, we are selling our home and our cars and most everything and moving to Hawaii. And we're both fifth generation Arizona natives. So it's like kind of the only place we've ever lived, but we're really excited to go on a fun adventure. Our biggest adventure we've ever embarked on. <laughs> so I want to share a little bit of the backstory though, as to why we feel so called to serve parents and really like make a difference for, for their children. And the seeds of family brand were planted when I was 19 years old. So when I was 19 years old, I left the only home I'd ever known, which is Arizona. I left in February, which was beautiful in Arizona in February. So beautiful. Sunny and green and growing and and then I go to upstate New York where everything is gray and not growing and cold and, uh, you know, feel just really lonely. It's my first time away from home. And I think I think at that moment, like the struggles and the challenges and the tragedies that my family had faced really started to weigh on me in a way that they never had. So I'd lost my brother at a really young age. Other, you know, situations in my family were, you know, there were struggles with addiction and in and out of jail and prison and just was confusing to me. Like, why has, why has our family struggled so much? And is there something that could be done about it? And I talked to a mentor of mine on my mission and I just told him I was struggling. And I asked him, I said, why do you think my family, you know, has had these challenges and why do we struggle and could something be done about it? And he said, you know, I've seen families that were actually, they're great families, loving families, loving parents. And yet something can still happen that changes that dynamic. It's almost like it impacts that family's last name, like that family's name and what they stand for. And it loses some of its meaning and its identity. And he said, so I think someday someone's going to have the courage and the faith to come along and take a stand again for your family's name and like reestablish what it means to be a Smith. And when he said that to me at 19, I just, I knew like that was going to be part of my life's calling. And my mission was to do that. I had no idea how I was 19 years old and I didn't say anything to him, but 
And looking back now, he was probably actually calling me forth <laughs> with saying that. But ever since that moment, I thought like, yeah, that's what I want. I want to raise a strong family and I want to raise strong children. And I, th- I thought about like who I could marry that would that I could do that with. And it was just really always just important to me. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, I myself growing up, I always loved, loved reading and I was always reading something in particular. I remember reading these parenting books that my, that my mom just had on the shelf and books about values and instilling values in children. And I always wondered, I don't, I wonder why more families don't talk about stuff like this. You know, I didn't see a lot of people having these conversations with their kids about their values and what they believe in. And, and as Chris and I were dating, we would have those conversations. Like what, kind of family did we want to have and what was going to be important to us and which we still don't know if that's weird we still don't know if like <laughs> most people when they're dating talk about their kids and the kind of family they're going to have as much as we did yeah because i remember we, we did we talked about it a lot and we could really see how our strengths chris smith and melissa would really lend to a really great partnership because we are we're so different chris and i but at least at that time we saw how we could really complement each other yeah. And so we had this vision, right? Of like the kind of parents we could be. And I got to witness Melissa in that a little bit because she had such young siblings. And I was like, oh yeah, like I got to watch her interact and realize that's what I wanted. And same, like my, I think my youngest brother was three. He was so little. And so I could see Chris, you know, in action, like, okay, what kind of father is he going to be? Like, I loved how he interacted with the kids. And it was just, it was a cool experience to be able to be able to see that. Yeah. So we had this powerful vision. We have proof from this book, The Birth Order, that we're supposed to be like the perfect couple. <laughs> yep. And then fast forward, you know, into our marriage and we have Tate who's 18 months old, beautiful little newborn Tanner who's a month old. Yeah. And it wasn't that way. Like we found ourselves in our marriage and just in our family, like in a really kind of discouraging, challenging place. Yeah. We had been married about four years at this point. And yeah, Chris came home from work one day, you know, we'd had our, our challenges for sure, but he came home from work one day and just said, Hey, I am not happy. Like, I don't, I don't want to be married anymore. And I just go back to that place and I'm like four weeks postpartum, like sleepless nights, the raging hormones and just, you know, receiving this information. Like it was so hard and it was a long, long journey from that, from that place of marriage counselors, separation for a time. It was just a long, a long journey to get to, I feel like where we are now where we're realizing our original vision of what we had together. Yeah, the birth order book actually was right. <laughs> it just took us a long time to to come to that place. But I think some of the lessons that we learned in that, that I think could really serve families and, and, and children is I think one of the big realizations we had just because of this really amazing marriage counselor who could see in us, I think more than we could see for ourselves at that time. He saw that vision and the kind of family we could have and the kind of marriage we could have and the kind of parents we could be and just inspired us in that work. I think we realized that like whole families and strong families are only made up by like whole individuals and strong individuals. Yeah, I think that became really apparent, you know, through our, through our process of going to these counselors and working through you know, working on our marriage. Yeah, that we were never going to be any happier together than each of us was separately. And we now talk about that a lot as far as probably the greatest example we can set for our children is to know who we are, love who we are and believe in who we are. And that one of the greatest things that our children can actually witness us do and observe us doing is going after our dreams and going after what it is we want most. Because if we want them to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, right? And so that was part of the the journey. And I think, you know, as simple as it might sound, I think what started to change everything was really we just decided. As simple as that sounds, it was kind of like, hey, do you want to be married to me? Yes. Do you want to be married to me? Yes. 
okay, you know, and, and no, no possibility for like anything other than that. Like we're committed. Then there was like work to do. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that I remember specifically from the marriage counselor is the first, well, the one that we liked when we went and saw him. <laughs> Melissa drugged me to both, by the way, <laughs> to her credit. She was amazing. Um, he, when we first got there, he said to us, Hey, tell me how you guys met. What attracted you to one another? Tell me how you fell in love. And it just, for the first time in a really long time, had us reevaluate and really see maybe what we, what we had been choosing not to see, what we had lost sight of, what we wanted to create together as a family. Yeah. I think we started feeling feelings that we hadn't felt in a really long time and like re kind of got reconnected to that vision we had of like, oh, the kind of family we could have. I also think that that vision of the type of parents we could be was like, wow, we could be that. We stayed, we didn't stay married for our kids, but certainly it gave us something to really fight for. And so from that place and making that, you know, deciding, you know, then for me, I had to really like realize like, hey, you're the author of your story, right? That's like, I had this moment where I was like, I'm the author of my story, which means I'm responsible for everything. So I was humbling, but it also means if I'm the author, then I can like pick up the pen, which became kind of a, a mantra for me to this day of pick up the pen and like write a new narrative, like of what your life's going to look like and what your marriage is going to look like, what your family's going to look like. And, and then go live into it, like go create it like a creator. Yeah. And so I think from that place, that really started to, you know, put some things in motion of like, we're going to take a stand for our family. We're going to fight for our family. And for me, it was reconnecting back to that kind of vision I had at 19 of like, wow, this, this is how I'm going to reestablish like for my family, what it means to be a Smith by taking a stand for my family and really deciding together with Melissa. And I think for us, um, I want to interject real quick that um, we were not both on the same page for a while where we both wanted this marriage to last. And, you know, I just want to interject this here because I've had people tell me like, oh, that was so helpful to hear you say that, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're struggling marriage, as long as one, one person doesn't give up on the marriage, then sometimes that's all that's required. There's still hope. Yeah, there's still hope. And so, you know, I just intuitively felt, you know, as we're going through all of this, that even though Chris didn't want to be married for, (laughs) for a while there, that I needed to stay loyal to him and that we would be able to work through it. Not indefinitely though. Yeah, not, yeah, it was never like, oh yeah, just stick here for forever. It was like, you know, just for this time, this is what the relationship is going to require of you. And it was, it was truth for us. And I can tell you that like that commitment saved our marriage. Cause I, I am embarrassed to say like, I was willing to like give up on it and had Melissa not shown up as a leader and been committed and loyal and like, and just supported me and like encouraged me, you know, it would have been easy to like get out. And so that leadership was like really profound. And I also think share that study that you read that was Oh, yeah. encouraging and a little bit discouraging. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, at the time we also read this study, like Chris said, that um, said that marriages that are, that were unhappy when they were, when the couples were re-interviewed five years later and they had chosen to stay together, that 85% of them rated their marriage as extremely happy and sad, like a satisfying marriage. I remember being one, like five years. <laughs> It was longer than we've been married. Yes, that is so far away. Like when we're in such a difficult place, five years, you know, felt like forever. And 85% were happy. It's like, that is a huge statistic that it's not like one in a million. That's, that's a huge number. So that that also like kept me looking forward to the future with some hope. Yeah. And I think from that place, like once we finally made both of us and I really made, made the decision and decided that, Hey, like, let's do this. Like, let's create this family. Yeah. You know, we had our third child Ivy. And I think 
all of your kids hold a special place in your heart for different reasons. But I think Ivy really holds a special place in our heart because we didn't have a, we didn't have Ivy to save our marriage. Cause I, you know, I know that's not, don't do that. Yeah. They say we had already made the decision and, and, and things were really better for us than they'd ever been. But I think like having Ivy just like solidified that commitment. Yeah. Like, no, we are going to stay together and we are going to have our little family. And then since then, we've been blessed with what we call the two bees, the, the two babies, but the, we can't call them babies anymore. Cause they get mad. <laughs> Trip and Indy. Interestingly enough, you know, we, we, we had our family and things were much better than they'd ever been. And part of what this whole process did for me too, is it, it, it encouraged me being the author of my story and realizing that picking up the pen is I realized like, I've never really felt like I've done professionally what it is I really feel called to do. And I finally, for the first time, really, really took a stand for like going and doing the thing I felt called to do. And I started this company called the Campfire Effect, which to me, to this day is still kind of like, I wake up sometimes and I'm just a wonder that like, wow, I get to do this. Like, cause we get to work with like the coolest entrepreneurs and companies and organizations from all over the world. And we help them really take a stand for their mission and what it is they want to be known for and what it is they stand for. And then we teach them how to go out and share that with their story and their message. Yeah. Chris is an amazing <laughs> entrepreneur, businessman. And he, like, he adds so much value to all of his clients. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm doing this and I'm helping these entrepreneurs and it's just really inspiring to me. And I'm really seeing people take a stand for their business and take a stand for the thing they feel called to do and share with the world. And then it hits me one day, why don't we do that with families? I think it's way easier on a lot of times to be more intentional in your business, your career around your, like your business or career, like brand and message and culture than it is in your own home and family. And I think part of it is because in your business, like you can go and get like instant gratification or immediate recognition by making a sale or putting a post on social media and having people acknowledge you. Everyone's liking it. Yeah. Commenting. yeah. Whereas you go home and like serve and sacrifice and you know, you might not, you don't know for 15, 20, 25 years, if it's actually going to pay off. You're not walking at home. You're not walking in your house and people are like, Oh, the way you fold my laundry and just put it in my drawer. is just like inspiring. The way you drive me to soccer. <laughs> yeah. The way you drive me, <laughs> The way, the way you're basically a full-time taxi service, it's just thank you. And so I think for some of those reasons, but so I had this idea like, we're going to take our family through the campfire effect. And it wasn't like this profound, like, oh, this is going to change everything. It was just an idea. And so I go home and tell Melissa, I think it was date night that night. We're on a date and I was like, hey, I had an idea. We're going to take our family through the campfire effect. And I remember being like, okay, like, I don't know. I don't know really what that means, what that looks like, but I'm down. I think at this point though, Melissa was like, as an entrepreneur, I have so many ideas that she's like, I might as well say yes, because he's not yeah. going to stop. <laughs> so we take our family through it. And I think we were surprised when you say like, ended up being like a really... Yeah, it was a really, really cool experience. And it was really fun too. Our just kids to, got involved. Yeah. I mean, you know, we went and did that date night and then we came home later and had this conversation again with the kids. And it was really fun thinking about what do we stand for as a family? Like, what is really important to us? What do we want to be known for? Just these questions that you don't take the time to dwell on or you don't even think to dwell on what do we want to create yeah i remember that one like and i, I remember melissa and i being like kind of blown away at some of the feedback our kids had like we'd ask you know we asked them like in this some of the questions that we now teach people how to do in creating their family's brand in our course but like what, what makes us unique as a family you know because your kids are in other people's homes and they're they're really observant more than we think and they're totally. they're around other families and they're like oh this makes us unique and this I would love you to share like what came out of that about, so we have every morning at breakfast. Now we say our Smith family mission and our values and yeah, we do it every, <laughs> every morning. And we just this year added little gestures for the, the two B's so that they're more engaged, <laughs> so that they're more engaged, but it's really cool to have this common language, 
you know, in our family and this common things that we're working towards. Yeah. So out of, so out of uh, this process, we created a family mission statement, family vision statement, family values. And our family mission statement is we believe you can be who you want to be. Our family vision statement is we, we are, are committed, committed to, to elevate, elevate and, and inspire. inspire. Our family values are Smiths do hard things. Smiths love and support one another. Smiths can talk about anything without judgment. Smiths are creators. Smiths are healthy and active. And Smiths are adventurous. And then Smiths are a team. And so we we get to say those every morning and it really is like made a difference for us. And so, so anyway, so we have this and all of a sudden I tell Melissa, I'm like, we just branded our family. We just created like a family brand, just like you would brand a company. So then I go see if familybrand.com is available. And it was, they wanted a bunch of money. So we negotiated and we ended up buying it, but not knowing like what we would do with it. And I would say over the years. Yeah, that was like 2016, 17. Yeah, maybe. some friends and families kind of picked up on like that we would do values and would ask us ideas and like. And you love talking about it. You do love talking about yeah, family brand. Yeah, I, I can't not talk about family <laughs> brand everywhere I go. And so we just owned the domain and had this vision for it. And I just, again, it was this thing like for me, like back to when I was 19 of like, this is how I'm going to take a stand for my family. But then it started really occurring to me like, oh, maybe we could help other families. Maybe family brand isn't just for us. And I think. If you'll remember, um, like I said, Chris loves talking about it. And so he had been talking about it with some clients and things. And he got put on the spot one day. He was on a stage with a woman named um, Shanda. And it was at her event. And she said, okay, if you buy within the next 15 minutes, Chris and his wife are going to throw in a family brand workshop. And Shand is awesome. <laughs> and, you know, had not communicated any of this before that moment. And so, well, it's because she wanted to go through it yeah, and kept yeah. like asking me about it. And I kept kind of putting it off like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll do something with family brand someday and like take you through it. Yeah. So put him on the spot, like in front of 150, yeah, a ton of people. And Chris was like, okay, yeah. Well, I because I, I wanted to like it was kind of like so that was 2019. And Melissa and I went out and there's what, 20 families. Yeah, we went out. So we did end up doing this workshop and it was, yeah, 2019, about 20 families. Yeah, and, it, it, and what was cool about it is it, it really kind of forced us to take family brand and like put it into a methodology and a framework that we could teach. And so we built the three pillars of what, what is now the three pillars of family brand, which is culture, language, and experiences. And it was fun. It was the first time Melissa and I got to do something like that together. Mm-hmm. And we went out and I think we kind of viewed it as like, oh, we'll go do this workshop and then just see, you know, like. Yeah, see what happens. And then. I think on the plane ride home, I remember Melissa turns to me and is like, I want to do this. Yeah. I, I liked that. Like It was so different. You know, Chris is used to with his business seeing the effects of, you know, his coaching and what he's doing and like how much it's impacting people. And, you know, I really was able to see that in that workshop, what, you know, the impact of this could be for families. And then I think we had like several of those families reaching out to us afterwards and saying like, Oh my gosh, you would not believe what this has done for my family. And they would send us pictures of how they displayed it in their home and the conversations they were having, the things they were creating vacations that were going on. And we were kind of like blown away. Like, yeah, we're like, that's so wow. Cool. That's just after like one, you know, and, and then they were telling us though, you've got to like share this with the world. You've got to like do something with. Yeah. You know, I'll just interject here that, you know, I felt it. I felt like Chris said at that moment, like, Oh yeah, like this is really cool. That's what I want to do. But there's still part of me that has been uncertain. It's just kind of out of, my wheelhouse, I feel like, you know, just getting up in front of people and doing this, you know, I'm, I worked as a nurse and it's just different than that. And so, you know, I'd been really meditating a lot and praying a lot about this after, after that initial workshop, you know, like, what is this, is this my next thing? Before that though, like really searching for like, what's my identity? 
in addition to being a wife and a mom, like what, what is that? What do I want to do? Yeah. Because I, you know, I can, I could see that my youngest child is like getting older. And I always thought when, you know, when my kids were older and in school that I would go back to nursing, but I just been really feeling like, you know, I don't, I don't know if nursing is what it is for me in the future. Like, and so I was just really, really asking a lot of questions about that. And, and yeah, one, one morning, I think, um, you know, after that workshop, I felt like very clearly like your next thing is to go and build families. Like that's, that's your next thing. And so if ever, you know, if ever I am feeling like, okay, this out of what I'm comfortable with and what I'm used to, you know, getting on Facebook lives or whatever it may be, I can go back to that moment and be like, no, yeah, this, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I can, I can do it. Smiths can do hard things. That's right. (laughs) That's what's so great about your mission, vision values, by the way, is it holds you accountable to demonstrating it in your home. And so I think from that place, we did in that workshop, saw the difference it made. People were asking for more. Melissa has this really profound kind of vision and like calling to go build families. And so we were thinking more intentionally about it. And I think when the pandemic hit and the quarantine happened, we just looked at each other and we're like, it was just super clear. Like now's the time. Yeah, let's go. Like the world needs more help. The, the world needs strong families now more than ever and families need help more than ever. And so we took that, that framework of family brand of culture and language and experiences and we created an online course. We took an additional probably, you know, 15, 20 families through the beta. And every time we would take a family through, they would say, this is one of the most meaningful things, if not the most meaningful things I've ever done for my family. And so for us, then it's just, it's just kind of deep in this calling to really go share this with the world. Like, and I think on a, at a personal level that, you know, as our kids get older, we're reminded, you know, this is for them too. Like, what are we, we got to be dialed in like as a, as a family, you know, I'll let you share, Chris. I know that you've had other experiences since then that have even reminded you, you know, of that original calling to build like a family that's really, really strong. And that's that's not last name that does stand for, for something. Yeah. It seems like there's just things that happen in my and Melissa's life that keep calling us to this, this vision of serving families and building strong kids who know who they are, love who they are, believe in who they are. I'd mentioned earlier that my, my brother passed away when I was in high school. Unfortunately, since that time, um, just here in the last couple of years, I had my oldest brother, who passed away, um, my oldest nephew who passed away. And then I have a sister right now who's currently in prison. Again, it just fuels my calling to serve families and make a difference for them. Um, which by the way, my sister is actually doing amazing, but I just, I feel, we feel so called to really like inspire and hold ourselves accountable that we're always making sure that our family is our life's most important work and that we are building strong kids because we believe strong kids make strong families and strong families make strong communities and strong communities, you know, change the world. And that's what, that's what this show is about. Like it's how to continue to show up and make your family your life's most important work. And really giving, you know, giving that gift to your children of a last name that really stands for something so that not just the children, but even us as parents, like all of us, we know who we are. We love who we are, believe in who we are. And really, we want to inspire conversations that will have all of us in our parenting and our marriage, like to have that be by design and not by default. And I know for us, sometimes it's so easy. We get so busy and so run by the world that it's like we have to remind ourselves to take back our family mm-hmm. and to parent and, and have our marriage like be created again, but yeah, by design, not by default. Yeah. And we, we want to bring here to you every week, real authentic conversations with parents and experts who are 
striving to do this very thing, raise these strong kids and give them, you know, last name that stands for something. Yeah. And again, we just believe that your family is your life's most important work. And if we, we believe that if we don't define what it is our family stands for, and if we don't help our kids know what it is they stand for, then the world will. And we just promise to use this platform of family brand podcast for good, you know, to make a difference for parents and for, for their children. Yeah. We we're just getting started. We can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Hey there. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.